Hello, 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 hello. How are you? Ah, <laughs> yeah, fooled you, didn't I? I know, I know. You have just tuned in to Save But Not Innocent podcast. Hello, 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 hello to you. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is going to be about traditions. And some are good and some are bad. But I want to talk about some traditions that were held down, that were passed down to me. From my family. Some good, some bad, and I know, of course, you you all will be able to relate because some of these things you've been done, you've done yourself, or you've been taught yourself. This noise that you hear, I apologize. It is the sound of my bag of dirt, and what I'm doing is I'm repotting my plants. Actually. I need more dirt for the new pot. So that's what you heard was the sound of the bag of the seed starting mix that I was putting in. The sun is starting to come out. Spring is starting to push forth. So I'm trying to get my plants. Um, I'm declaring resurrection over my plants because there's a lot of dead leaves on my plant. And what I would see my grandmother do which is a tradition now because I'm going to do it is she would pull the um, the dead seeds off, the dead leaves off and cut cut all that off so it would remain looking green you know not nothing dead on it at all it reminds me of the scripture um, with the wheat and the tear, the good and the bad, the believers and the unbelievers, the faith walkers and the faith stalkers, those that are bound and those that are loose. <laughs> we have to know how to cut the dead things off so we can remain fresh, pure, living, alive, and not become an eyesore. You know, because you can have a plant that has more dead leaves on it than leaves that are alive, and it'll become an eyesore. So even if you have a few little roots, because of the way it looks, you ain't going to mess with it no way. You ain't going to buy that type of plant. You, you don't want that in your yard because of its appearance. So I was just sitting here messing with the plants this morning. And I began to think about things that my grandmother taught me. And I was so young. I really didn't understand the value of what she was saying, 
I didn't know the significance of what it would mean. And also that she's teaching me so that when I become a grandmother, I would know how to teach my grandkids as well. And her kitchen was very, very, very sacred. Very sacred. You didn't you didn't have your purse or your jacket or your coat in the kitchen. You didn't come in the kitchen without washing your hands. You didn't go in her refrigerator fresh out, out, out your car. You know how people will come over to your house and they come in and greet you and first thing they do is go to your refrigerator. No, she would stop and tell you, hold on. You better go wash your hands. So I've learned to make sure I wash my hands all day long. And my daughter taught us how to put a a cooler. When people come over, you put a little cooler out. And you let them go in that cooler. Because everybody ain't going to wash their hands. Everybody not going to be that clean. So you let them dip in and out of the cooler. Instead of going in and out of your refrigerator. So we 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 learning, learning things, you know. But then there were times when things happened. I remember one time I was talking to this guy in the street, and I don't know if he was trying to steal a car. I don't know what he was trying to do. Probably it was some illegal stuff, most definitely. But no man of God, okay. But anyway, some type of way, he ended up. With his face on fire. Okay. And he was a very nice looking guy. Very handsome. Very, very. And had the prettiest eyes. Okay. And. I told him. I said, look, let me tell you something. I said, I'm going to take you somewhere so you can go and talk to my mom. And let my mom talk to fire out of your face. I said, then your face will clear up. And it will be as if. Nothing ever happened to you, you know, once she talked the fire out. Okay? It was some type of secret, because I never knew what it was. I never had the ability to do it. But I remember growing up, it was like a man had to teach a woman, and then a woman had to tell it to a man. Some type of secret, some type of something you had to say. And speak. And to be able to talk the fire out of someone's face or arm or body or whatever. I don't know. But I knew that my mother was able to do that. And I told him, I said, you need to go over there to my mom. Because she can help you. You know, she know what to do. She can help you. Now... At that time, of course, I wasn't saved. I, I I wasn't in church at all. There wasn't none of that going on. But one thing that I've learned is that that was not God. That was not of God. That was not what um, we should have been doing. That was very. Um, that was that was witchcraft. And, you know, since then I've learned we all want power. 
We all want to be able to have the ability to overcome. We all want to be victorious. And no matter how the situation started out, you know, we want to know that we're going to come out. I don't care how I got in it. Just let me know I'm coming out. But sometimes it's how we come out that that have us, you know, um, seeking a, a, a psychic, seeking a prophet, seeking a man or woman of God, seeking God, seeking Jesus, seeking for truth, seeking for more. Seeking for hurt, seeking for revenge. Whatever it is. Sometimes it can happen. Not intentionally, but you were just born into this. I was born into a family that had secrets that knew how to do certain things. With their secrets, like they have power. They have been given power to do certain things. Certain healing manifestations took place. So what we have to do in Christ is we have to renounce those things. That's not a tradition that you pass on. That's not nothing that you continue doing. You don't you don't teach your kid to go to a psychic if they need answers and you just don't have to answer. You know what I'm saying? You don't you don't deal with tarot cards and and horoscopes because you don't have an answer and it's a quick solution. You know, it's always right there in front of you. Always ready available. So you ain't got to go pray. You just look at the horoscope it'll tell you what's going on. You don't have to fast. You ain't got to go to church. The answers is right there. But that's not God's answer for you. So sometimes I love my family. I thank God for my family. But then as we grow and we mature, God shows us different ways to do things. And then we're supposed to stop those Traditions of men. Just like with church. You can you can go to church. You can pray and you can seek God. And you can do everything the pastor tell you to do. And then as you grow in God. He'll begin to tell you what he wants you to do for him. You'll learn to hear his voice. So now your relationship will become more personal, not just based on what your pastor is saying. Then when you grow and become a pastor, you won't be controlling. You would allow your congregation. You would teach them. You would train them. And how to hear God themselves. How to grow in their own personal relationship themselves. God forbid something happens to us. And the sheep scatter. Because we've had them worshiping us all this time. 
We have to make disciples. Every three years, it should be a change. It should be a switch of the guards. Strict training for the first three years. And then you send them out. And then you just keep recycling more and more disciples of Christ according to his word. And then you send them out. And then we recognize that one has a ministry in media. You know, your gift is to create logos and billboards, obituaries, T-shirts, signs, sounds, music. You don't have a desire to preach with a microphone. But you, you, you glorify God in your music. You glorify God in your accountability. When someone pays you for a service, you provide and you perform above excellence. That's your ministry. That's your gift. Now we realize that the man in the back seat that's never jumping around and running around through the church and and is barely at church. We realize that it's because he has two jobs. And they're seasonal. So it's not like he a backslider that could come and go and come and go. No. When the weather permits, he's doing roofing. Every every house out here that got that nice roof on it, every garage that looked good with the matching roof, he did that while we were jumping and shouting. And because it's seasonal, he know I'm going to have to grind during these times, and then I'll be in church. In the winter season. But we done judged them. What about that, 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 that man that's never at home because that wife won't shut up? She's running her mouth too much. My grandmother told me when I first got married, she said, do not ever go to bed mad. And she said, Always cook him dinner, whether he eat it or not, because men are funny. The day you don't cook, it'll be the day that he says that he's hungry. And I did just that. I didn't want to, but I did it. And that's what I want to leave to you, the things that we can pass down. And the things that we got to kill and annihilate and destroy and let our children know, no, you're not going to do that. No, we're not going to practice that. No, we're not going to say that. No, we're not going to be like that. My grandmother would say however she felt. 
because she felt like she had to get it off her chest. No, I don't teach my kids that. No, you, you hold that in. You hold your tongue. You don't say that. You speak good. I don't care what it I don't care what what it looks like. You speak good. And you announce how you feel that's negative to God. He should only one. He should only he should be the only one that knows our negative thoughts. My grandmother lets you know how she feel and You'll be in church for three years trying to get those words off of you. It's thing harder than a bee, worse than a bee. That blower hit harder than any 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 boxer that could ever hit you. Tyson Mayweather. She had them words. I mean, they hit, knocked you straight out. You be in church praying. Ready to go forward, ready to do this, ready to do that. But it's something holding you back. Them words that she kept speaking in your head. She'll never be enough. You'll never be able to do it. How you going to do this and you got kids and you ain't married? How you going to do this and you can barely write and you can barely read? How you going to do this and how you going to make it if you can't do this? And how you going to do that if you can't stop? And how you going to do this if you're negative, if this is that? I, I, and that was all I heard. I remember she told me one time, she said, you'll never go to college because I'm not paying for it. Then I learned, no, I ain't, you ain't got to pay for me to go to college. This financial aid. Okay. Let me stop there. This your girl, Kim Possible. I'm just kicking it with you. You all have a blessed day.